Welcome to the Bride's Playbook Podcast, a bite-sized wedding planning podcast to help brides and grooms plan their weddings while actually having fun in the process. My name's Priya Radia, and I'm obsessed with helping you have the wedding that you really want, not the one you might think you need to have. Weddings are so much more than just organizing stuff. So in this podcast, I'll be sharing a lot more than just standard wedding planning tips. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you for pushing play today, and let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Bride's Playbook Podcast. As promised in my last episode, today we're going to cover something that affects absolutely every single person who is getting married, and that is, what is the first thing that you should be doing to start planning your wedding? Now, if you're listening to this episode, hopefully by now you have actually spent some quality time with your fiance celebrating this amazing, momentous occasion in your life. And you've probably gotten onto Pinterest and started to pin a whole bunch of inspiration and you're feeling all those beautiful wedding planning vibes and you're excited for your big day, but the planning has to begin at some point, right? One of the most popular search terms in wedding planning is how to plan a wedding. And a lot of things will come up when you look at that. Mostly it will be timelines and, you know, the first 10 things you should do, perhaps the first 20 things you should do. And they often go down the path of find a vendor, determine your guest list, choose a dress, pick a florist, pick a photographer, etc., etc. And it makes wedding planning seem like a really linear process. But here's the thing. It's not. It's not that linear. It's not that straightforward. And it's not that simple. And this is why people have all of this energy and momentum when they start planning a wedding. And then they head down the path a few months later and they're suddenly feeling really stuck. So what I thought I'd do today is just take a step back with you guys and explain to you how I plan my weddings and how I think you should plan your weddings based on the fact that I've done it a few times, I've seen other people do it, and I've also planned a lot of projects. Now, I consider a wedding to be a project. That's what it is. It's often a long-term thing, even whether that's six months or 12 months or 18 months or whatever it is. It's not something that you tend to start planning today and you know you're getting married in a month although that does happen but it really is you have to think about it as a long-term project with goals and milestones and it sounds really like unromantic but parts of weddings are their logistics and one of the reasons it gets so stressful for people is because they don't actually have a proper plan they don't have a game plan of where they're going they don't understand the timings around things and they don't understand how the different elements of a wedding actually relate to each other and This is where it gets really, really stressful. So let me give you an example that's actually completely unrelated to weddings, but bear with me because I think it will be really helpful. If I said to you, we're going to build a house and we have roughly 12 months to build it, where would we start? If you just started by putting the foundation down, putting up a few walls, right? Let's get our four walls sorted. Then we need a roof and we'll figure things out as we go. Then you get to the point where you go, oh, okay, well, I've got my four walls and my roof, but now I want to actually put some bedrooms in and some bathrooms in. But what I didn't think about before is that the bathroom tiles that I needed to order, they're going to take three months to come in. And the kitchen tiles that I needed to order, they're going to take four months to come in because I wanted a really specific one. And I didn't actually plan where all the plumbing and piping was going to go. 
So now I'm not exactly sure how it fits together. It's a two-story house. I thought the bathrooms would just, you know, be placed here and here because that's what I saw when I did my Pinterest research and that was really beautiful. But now it turns out that if we want to do the plumbing for that, that's going to be double the expense if the bathrooms are not going to be, you know, right on top of each other. And if the kitchen isn't going to be in line with that as well. Okay, so now I have to go back and try and rejig that moment. That's cool. I can do that. A little bit stressful, but no worries. Oh, I actually forgot to think about the windows and how they fit in. And do they need to be a certain type or do they need to be a certain style? And so I need to actually factor that in and see when people can deliver and install those. But at the same time, they need to be structurally sound. So now I have to go back to the engineer work out how to make that happen. And then we have to come back again to this side of the process. And in the meantime, while that was happening, I completely forgot that I needed a landscaper to do the garden, but he said he can't do that until certain other things had happened. So now I'm trying to fit all that in together. Can you see how, if you were to plan building a house in that way, that it would start to get really, really stressful because you haven't thought in advance of how these things are going to work together. Now, I know it's not the most set in stone example. I have zero construction or building experience. But if you were going to build a house, you you would not approach it that way because it wouldn't make any sense. You would sit down at the start and say, okay, what does this house need to look like at the end? And how are we going to get there? How many bedrooms will it have? How many bathrooms will it have? What is the layout of this? And then you do a bit of research. You talk to some people and see how, what they need and how they would fit in together. And then you start to make commitments. You don't just go off and start building without knowing exactly what's going to happen. And of course, things will shift and change along the way. But if you had a blueprint of how that was going to work, You'd just be able to move those things around really easily, understand how that would impact something else and build it in a really, well, I don't think building is ever not stressful from what I've heard, but you wouldn't be in this manic panicked state where you're completely confused. You have no idea how any of it's going to work together and you're constantly backtracking to try and fix things that you really should have thought about down the track. So this is exactly the same approach that I encourage you to take with wedding planning. The first thing you should be doing is get a plan. Now, even if you've already started booking in vendors and things, that's completely fine. I still encourage you to step back and get a proper plan. Where are you going? What is the end game for your wedding? And I don't mean, you know, you need to know every single little detail. You don't need to know exactly what color your wedding favors are going to be or exactly what color your flowers are going to be. But what you need to know is what are all the elements that fit together and what's important to me and what needs to work together. So for example, your venue and your florist and your photographer, they all need to be able to work in harmony. So if you have booked in a venue and for example, the bump in time is only an hour, but your florist needs two hours or three hours to set up because of the extravagant floral display that you're planning on having, that's going to cause you stress down the track. That is going to mean increased costs because your florist will need to hire extra staff to be able to service that venue in the short period of time that you have. And so you really need to be able to understand how these different components fit together and where you're going with them. If you have a photographer that you've had your heart set on, and I've, I've read 
comments from people recently where this has happened, where they've said, oh, the, the wedding planning diary I had said that, you know, I didn't need to book in my photographer until six months in advance of the wedding, but my venue was booked 12 months in advance. And now that photographer can't actually make my wedding because they are so booked out and I had my heart set on them. And if I had just changed my date by one or two days, I would have been able to have my photographer. They end up so disappointed because they weren't doing some of that background research beforehand, before they were locking in dates and committing to different vendors and suppliers. So I really encourage you to just take a step back, get a plan, work out how all of this is going to fit together and work around timings. All those timelines that you see online are awesome, except that they don't always apply to every single wedding. There is no cookie cutter approach to planning a wedding. There are suggestions and that helps, but you really need to put some thought into that for yourself. If you have six months to plan a wedding, obviously everything gets condensed. If you have two years to plan a wedding, you have much more time to think about all of the different things and how they work together and do extra research that you may not have been able to do beforehand. One of the things that I like to use to plan any type of project, including weddings, is Trello. I'm not sure if you've already uh, seen, but I'll link it in the show notes for this podcast. I have a wedding planning tool that I use um, and it's in Trello and it's really helpful to do this exact thing, to get your game plan sorted, to know when everything's going to happen and to move and shift things around as you need it. So go and download that and that will help you. But focus on your game plan as number one. Know where you're going, what it's going to take to get there. And I promise you it will be way less stressful than if you just dive headfirst into this process. That's it from me today, but I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration and extra tips on Instagram by following me at Brides Playbook. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go and have some fun planning your wedding.